This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. Machado to deep left field. It's high, deep, and it is a grand slam to walk it off. Manny Machado is tonight's Padres hero. In the air to right field, towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. What's good, Padres Nation? We just finished off a really pretty impressive series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, we did only win two out of three, but I've said this in previous episodes, and I'll say it again. No matter the team, there's still Major League Baseball talent, and it's very hard to win a whole entire series going against Major League Baseball teams. Getting a sweep is not easy, whether it's two, three, or a four-game series. So the Padres win two out of three and get the series win and lift over the Pittsburgh Pirates, this time in San Diego in their home ballpark. Last time, the Pirates and the Padres split a 2-2 series um, as the Padres didn't look good in games two and three, but bounced back in game four after winning game one. The Padres in this one did look okay. Um, could Little bumps in the road, however, a lot of teams are having that too. Now, before I get into the series recap, I just want to state there's not much to be worried about. It's an on and off kind of season. The Padres right now, as I'm talking, say 18 and 14, and they will be playing the San Francisco Giants tonight, which I'll get into before uh, this episode ends. And with the Padres sitting at 18 and 14, the Giants surprisingly have that division lead in the National League West uh, just a half game over um, on the Padres. So, the Dodgers on a huge skid right now at 17 and 15. The Diamondbacks have lost a couple, um, which is big. And of course, the Rockies are irrelevant in this division. Now, the Padres, going a couple days back, however, eight and four since winning that Dodgers series in LA. And the Dodgers, three and 11 since the Padres series. So the Padres, for right now, have really <laughs> put. The nail in the coffin for L.A. in a way. Uh, it's fun to see. And the Dodgers have been having injuries now. As much as I can't stand that franchise, I do wish the best for Dustin May as he is out for all of these this season and most of next season with Tommy John surgery. We've seen him pitch not like many others before with so much movement um, on that two-seamer, that four-seamer, anything like that. Dustin May is a really good pitcher in the making. However, this is definitely a setback for him and the L.A. Dodgers, and it's really showing how much Trevor Bauer will mean with that big contract and knowing that he's overpaid. So the L.A. Dodgers are in a huge skid right now. They sit 17-15. and 15. Uh, They're not hitting. They have injuries. Clayton Kershaw had the shortest start of his career with just one inning against the Cubs. The Cubs just swept the Dodgers. And the slumping L.A. Dodgers team, it's not just all about the pitching and the injuries. Cody Bellinger's not playing. Uh, but there's also players that are not playing well before I get into this Padres one. And I'm very happy to say that. Now, it's a long season, and we have players, too, that are not playing well. But you know what? We're going to go back and forth at this all year. And we're not playing till June again. So, this is fun while it lasts. So, right now... Um, for Corey Seager, he's 200 um, in that batting average category in his last 23 games. He has not been hitting really well. 
and I've been seeing it. I've watched a lot of Dodger games. Don't hate me. I've seen them because they've been losing, and it's fun to watch that. That's the reason why, and there's been a lot of excitement in those Cubs series, and with the Cubs coming back and winning those games, uh, I just want to see it just to see the Dodgers lose, and they're finally back down to earth, which is just great to see because it felt like for a good second they were going to run away with that division, but keep in mind, we're not 60 games in. Max Muncy has an 089 batting average in his past 18 games. Bets. He could be hiding an injury or something. A 237 batting average in his past 19. Lux, a young kid with a 167 in his past 19. Um, and going back to Betts real quick, he has not looked good at all. He went 0 for 5 in that final game against the Cubbies with three strikeouts. So he could be hiding something going on there. And with Bellinger out, he is obviously having much pressure, just as anyone else on that team, to really go off, in which he is not. Um, to any MLB The Show players, keep it out there if you're trying to grind for Tripper Jones. Seeing Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, and etc. struggle, their prices could go down on the market too for you guys to buy. And they could drop down to either golds or much lower diamonds. Um, that's a little MLB talk. I'm sorry, The Show. It's a fun game. Really good one, despite all the server issues. Um, getting back into it. Will Smith, their catcher, who I do respect on that team, has a 194 batting average in his past 20. And the backup behind the plate, Austin Barnes, not really known for that offense, has a 167 average in his past uh, 16. No, 20 games. I apologize. 20 games. So, a lot of... Of struggling right now without Corey Seager. I mean, Cody Bellinger. Uh, but basically without Seager at this point. Um, a lot of injuries going on. Corey Knable on the 60-day AL. Dustin May out for the next year or two. Uh, it does suck to see that. You do wish the best. But, you know, at the same time, the Padres got to take advantage. You got to move on. Injuries are a part of the game, Dodger fans. We've had them. And we still... Play strong, play hard. This is no excuse. If you have that much depth, like you all say, you got to prove it. And look, the Dodgers lost out on Jock Peterson. They lost Keegan Hernandez. And that's that. That's two big ones. They still have some talent on that utility, but not much like it used to be. So the Padres need to take advantage of this. And now, finally getting to that San Diego talk. Sorry for screeching your ears with talking about LA, but it's just good to see them struggling. But getting back into it, the series, the Padres won the first game 2 to nothing on May 3rd, and scoring came late. No joke about it. Tyler Anderson was pitching a no-hitter throughout, but luckily the Padres not only got hits, but did some damage with it as well. Tommy Pham scored on a sack, uh, had a sack fly to bring in Manny Machado, uh, and that was the first run in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah bottom of the seven. So, hey, you get the win after all, but that put the Padres up one nothing off Tyler Anderson. And then Austin Nola got a good uh, opposite field double to bring in Will Myers. So, welcome back, Austin Nola. It's good for you to come back here um, in San Diego. We missed you. Now, Victor Caratini did one hell of a job behind the plate, and he still is doing one hell of a job behind the plate, but that eventually sent down Camposano back down to the alternate site, and now he's in triple A. Luckily, Mono League Baseball is starting up again. I'm really happy to see that. Um, so, hey, it's good to see Nola back. Good to see this team starting to get back uh, with that, and the injuries are coming back. And, uh, yeah, game one was really a doozy. Uh, only three hits. Myers also had a hit. So, really wasn't anything special. However, Miguel Diaz, that's a name you probably haven't heard of much uh, for the past year or two or haven't heard of at all. One of our top prospects in Miguel Diaz got the unexpected call-up. 
to come and pitch as the Padres really wanted to you know keep those arms fresh. They've been using the starters and the bullpen a lot. And might as well, early on in the season, why not, get some experience for these young kids. Denelson Lamette came back later in that series, and Miguel Diaz did his part. Three innings pitched, one hit, two walks, but three strikeouts to his resume, which was really good for the kid. I'm happy for him. In 2019, he had an ERA above seven. Uh, did not look good, but he's young. He looks a little bit more built, a lot more physique to him. Um, he has a little bit more control on his pitches, which I like to see. So a lot of kudos to Miguel Diaz. I hope he comes back. He was sent back down. Uh, but he did his part, man. He did his part. So uh, Craig Stammen came in for two innings. We've been seeing that a lot. A lot of long relief innings, especially for Craig Stammen, if the starting rotation has to come out early due to struggles or, which is really not often, uh, which is most of the case injuries. So Craig Stammen went two innings and only allowed two hits with one strikeout. Uh, Adams looking much, much better after struggling early on. That slider, serving sliders right at you most of the time. Three strikeouts as he struck out the side. One walk to him in an inning. Um, he's looking very, very good now. Tim Hill really is becoming the Padres' most beloved reliever out there. Always getting that screeching roar. Um, he looks fascinating. He is having a tremendous season, and that was a great trade from A.J. Preller way back from the Royals for Frenchie Cordero during the time being. Now, Tim Hill being one of the best lefties that we needed because the Dodgers have really good lefties in Seager. As for hopefully now, and hopefully later on he uh, doesn't return to the team, and Cody Bellinger. Um, and the reason why I say that is Seager's a free agent, so I think Seager will be leaving. He's going to want big bucks. I think the Dodgers are going to have to choose between him and Cody B. So, um, Tim Hill, really good. He's good against righties and lefties. He has a 1.32 ERA, really good strikeout-to-walk ratio. Um, so he's been doing well. Pomerantz, tremendous yet again, back in San Diego. Uh, did his part for an inning, and Mark Melanson, the Shark, gets his 10th save of the season. So the Padres pitching staff did it, and the offense has been struggling, and that's going to bite you in the ass sometimes, and that's what it did for Game 2. Um, didn't have it, which was disappointing to say the least. Now, Denelson Lamette makes his return. I was shaking every time he threw a pitch, but he did well. Obviously, was on a count right there. Went two innings pitched, which allowed four hits. No strikeouts to his resume, but no walks either. So Lamette did his part for San Diego, and I'm glad he's healthy. He says it feels good. Ryan Weathers came into the game and pitched three innings, allowed four hits. One earned run and one strikeout. And that one earned run was from Brian Reynolds' double, 10th of the year, that uh, brought in Adam Frazier. So, they made it 1-0 at the top of the third. Jacob Stalling reached on a fielder's choice and made it 2-0 Pittsburgh. Nola singled in the bottom of the seventh to cut it to 2-1. But the Padres could not get it done. Allowed only four hits to the Padres' offense. The Pirates pitching staff, it looked really, really good. Um... The Padres left one for four, were one for four runners in score position and left six men on base. Those are the numbers you don't want to see. We've even seen that a lot, but it's a long season. As for the Pirates, they weren't getting it done either as one for 11 in runners in score position and eight men were left on base. So despite being a one-run uh, loss, Keona Kelly gave up the other earned run, the uh, pitching staff looked good still. Pierce Johnson came in, Pagan, Pomeranz. So, yeah, Lamette. Made his return. That's what we were focusing on the most. But the uh, the offense couldn't get it done. We've been seeing that. We're frustrated Padres fans. But we're lucky that right now the Dodgers are struggling. And you also got the Giants who are 
kind of back down to earth. And you got to be patient here if you think about it. As I'm speaking right now, I believe Boston has that best record at 19 and 13. Every team's in double digits with wins and losses, except for the Tigers, who are 9 and 23. So we're on the cusp. But, you know, it's a long season. It's baseball. It's random like that. You get hot at the right time. That's perfect. And it's a long season. So look, there's nothing to worry about. We're doing well. We're lucky the Dodgers are doing what they're doing. And with the way the Giants are playing, we're only a half game back. So we're fine. I know we're having hiccups and it's frustrating to see the offense, but you're not going to shine every day. But game three was where I was satisfied with. The Padres won this one 4-2. Caratini homered for his second of the year off JT Brubaker. One of the coolest last names I've heard. And then Will Myers singled and brought in Tatis Jr. to make it 2-0. However, with Darvish pitching on the mound, having an excellent season coming into this game at 3-1, he did not get the win. As the top of the six did a little bit of damage. It's Brian Reynolds on a cutter up and away. Reynolds took it deep for his third home run of the year. Opposite field, too. was a really nice shot for Reynolds. Really good player. He's one player I do like. And then Kai Tom was out on a sack fly, but brought in, of course, Eric Gonzalez. That tied the game at 2-2. But the Padres said, you know what? We're going to take that personally, and we are not Cronin-worthy. Yeah, I love that. Padre fans, you guys are the best with the memes and everything. Whether it's a win or a loss, you guys make me laugh. You, you guys are the best. Uh, Jake Cronenworth singled on a line drive, uh, and he brought in Trent Grisham and Victor Caratini off Dwayne Underwood Jr. So that was really cool to see. They got the two runs right back, and the bullpen got it done yet again. Now, um, before that, Victor Caratini reached on an error, and then Grisham doubled. So, you know, Caratini got a little blooper, but it was great. And uh, he's been clutch. I still think he's second on the team in hits, as Hosmer's still first. But Cronenworth is really a great player. People thought he was going to be set back a little bit when it comes to the, his second year, but not me. I, I really like the kid. His power comes naturally. Plate discipline. When he's on fire, he's on fire. He just does his part. Good defensively. Even at first base, really made some nice plays. So maybe he takes over for the future when Hosmer's done. Um, and no, no, no disrespect to Hosmer. He's having a great season for us, leading that team. So, hey, it's just part of the strategy. Um, but for the Padres, they got the good win, which was nice. They out-hit the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-7. to And the Pirates had four errors. Yeah, four errors. And three of those came from Gonzalez, the third baseman. That's not a good night in the big leagues at all. Um, so yeah, that one hurt. Brew Baker had one on the throw and the Padres finally took advantage of it late with that Jake Cronenworth two RBI single. So the Padres get this win, which was really nice. Manny Machado came in late to pinch hit and he got a base knock, which was much needed for him as he's been on a slump. So that was good, but Hey, you win some, you lose some, right? Uh, so Hey, on that day too, the Rockies beat the Giants six to five and, uh, that was good. And of course the Dodgers lost in another choking hazard. With a bullpen. Clevenger stinks. Kenley Jansen now stinks. Clayton Kershaw stinks, right? So the Dodgers bring out the brooms. We are suddenly become Milwaukee Brewer and Chicago Cubby fans, Padres Nation, because hey, they did their part. Despite the Brewers kicking our ass, they also said, We'll kick the Dodgers' ass for you. And the Cubs said, Hand over that beer too. And they did their part. So now, going into. Today, Friday, all the way through Sunday, the 
Padres are going to be playing the San Francisco Giants and immediately going over to Denver to play the Colorado Rockies, who are struggling tremendously. But you don't know. It's baseball, Coors Field with that altitude. The Rockies could be having a pitching day, and next thing you know, their bats are on fire. So we're going to just stick on the Giants series for now because um, I think that is more important. And, yeah, let's get right to it. So we know mostly... Uh, the pitching match was for Game 1 and Game 2. We know on the Giants for Game 3, so I'll keep you posted on Twitter for who's pitching for San Diego on Game 3. And if you're not following me on Twitter, by the way, feel free because I give live updates and live tweets as well as my source for uh, some of my listening feeds on Twitter. But you can listen to a lot of available platforms listed on here and follow my YouTube channel too. So I'll have all that in the links and stuff, but feel free. I really would, I really would appreciate it. Um, and it's, this podcast is growing, and I love to see that, uh, thanks to you guys. So now getting into the series, the Padres will be going up to Oracle Park to play the Giants, and Blake Snell, who finally got his first win in a San Diego beautiful pinstripe uniform, will be facing Anthony DeSclefani, who has pitched phenomenally both times against the Padres, one time in a loss, one time in a win, and... We're going to have to see. The, the Giants and Padres are playing good ball right now. Blake Snell will be taking the bump with that 3.51 ERA. He has been struggling when it comes to getting past five or six innings. Um, six innings usually, but hopefully he can get it done. However, I don't think this is going to be the series. The Giants are a very patient team at the plate. And uh, if he does, I'll be very, very satisfied. Anthony DiSclefani, 2-1 with a 2.0 exact ERA. Looking very good. Hopefully the Padres can get mashing with those bats right away. Now another really good pitching matchup. Joe Musgrove, sadly at 2-3, but a 2.38 ERA, going against Kevin Gausman, who has a great season. 2-0, 2.04 ERA. Uh, this is a good matchup too. Joe Musgrove has been a little shaky as of late, but I think he's going to be able to get back into it. He's a very good, competent pitcher, and that's going to be a fun performance to watch. Watch out for that one series. Um, that one's a good one. And like they did in San Diego, if you take two out of three, as long as you don't get swept or just win one out of the three, that's fine by me. You don't have to take a division this early. Just keep staying alive and being in the Giants kind of arsenal. Always stay with them. Always stay with the Dodgers in this one because you never know when you can get hot and when you can get cold. Game three, it's to be determined for San Diego as Johnny Cueto will be taking the bump for the Giants. Uh, in game three, Cueto's also having a season, and I'm happy for him. I've seen Cueto. In fact, at my first ever Major League game I went to a couple years ago, I saw Johnny Cueto pitch for the Giants, and uh, he got the loss, but it was a really, really long outing for him. He went like 108 pitches. And uh, Cueto, 2-0, 1.80 ERA. Really looking good with that little shimmy shake. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. And I'll keep you guys posted on Twitter for who's pitching on the mound for your San Diego Padres. So this one's going to be a good one. You know, we can't be too stressed about it. Giants are playing good ball. Padres are playing good ball. Um, you know, so... Longoria, we've seen in the past, he has a lot of really good patience at the plate. And Crawford, he has been hitting it out in cores just recently. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch. Let's just not get too overbearing with it, Padres fans. We've seen an impressive one with the Pirates, thankfully. And uh, we just got to see the offense start to roll. That's the only thing. Pitching has been carrying us big time. We we are almost dead to last in the NL, thanks to Danny Vietti with that tweet. Uh, when it comes to slugging, OPS, but our walks, our stolen bases at the right time, and our pitching, our bullpen has really, 
really carry this team. And you're not going to be excellent at everything. But hitting is obviously one you want to be at. Um, with the way they were last year and the way they are on paper, you're going to have a lot of pressure. But you know what? This team can click at the right time. I'd rather see them click late into the season going into the postseason. You know? You get me? So, listen. Um, that's all I really have for you guys. You know, it's an impressive series, but we got to wait and see uh, for hopefully an even better one against the Giants. So, I'm excited for that one. I'll be tuning in and having my live tweets on that. And if you're not following me, like I said, please follow both my Twitter for uh, the Padres podcast, at Grand Padres, and... My main Twitter, where I post mainly uh, Dodgers slander and Padres love. So, at D 57 So, that's just for fun, too. That's more of my main account. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Look out for another episode after the Giants series, right before the Rockies one. Um, and I appreciate the love and support for you guys a lot. Uh, I'll be posting these video formats on YouTube, but you'll see the link on Twitter. So, if you see that, feel free to follow my YouTube channel if you want to see more of these YouTube videos and see my beautiful face on here because why not right I work hard on these little backgrounds but hey that's all I have for you guys let's hope for a really really good giant series and uh, let's hope for the best all right guys go Padres I'm out peace